Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ED, when Kyle Shanahan talked to the media earlier this week, he mentioned that the, his team was just managing, right? It's been a tough week. I think the whole football community, really the entire world, has been touched uh, by DeMar Hamlin's injury. And, uh, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it here on, on this one. This is the Believe in Play yeah. podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. Uh, plenty to get to on this show, of course. Uh Demar Hamlin, uh, still continuing to fight for his life. Uh, we'll discuss him and his impact and and what's it meant for the world of football. And of course, how the Niners now turn the page, being a part of that football NFL community, which you know so well, Ed. Uh, how they continue to uh, continue to march forward here as they prepare for what, on paper, is a very big game uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. You got an opportunity, an outside chance at that, to uh, get the number one seed as they right now are in the two seed and have an opportunity to secure that. As always, we want to remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, hit that like or follow button. Give us a like on YouTube as well. That's Believe in 49ers. Uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, whatever you want, Bet Online has you covered. NBA in full swing. You got the uh, college football playoff national championship game coming up uh, in just a few days. We're, we're less than a week away from that one. Uh, NFL regular season potentially. Coming to an end uh, this Sunday as well. So wherever you want, BetOnline has you covered. Just go ahead to the website, BetOnline.ag, for 50% on your 50% back on your welcome uh, deposit um, using the promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So Ed, uh, it's been. It's been an interesting, an interesting week to say the least. I, I am, uh, I, I am in awe, in a sense of, um, how so many people have sort of come together, rallying around uh, this one cause per se, uh, and that that's you know uplifting Demar Hamlin. Um, I mean, you see. Him getting prayed for on national TV, you've seen candlelight vigils, uh, his his GoFundMe for his uh, foundation, which he likes to give back to to folks from his hometown in in, in Western PA, uh, has now reached you know at the time of this recording reached over six million dollars um, from people all over the world. Uh, it's been really incredible to see that. Um, with so much raw, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, right? We don't really stray away from topics if they're worth, you know, being discussed. And with so much that can be classified as wrong about this country, um, sports is really one of those things that really can bring so many people together. Yeah. And that's been, and what has been just a, a rough week and a rough thing to see. And, and, and it's a shame that you kind of have to experience this to kind of see that. But that has been a bright spot and which has been a, a tough situation here. Yeah, that was very well stated, man. It would be nice if um, it didn't have to be dire circumstances for everybody to care about one another and have genuine concern and empathy for others. 
Um, that's what sports um, bring out in an injury like this has brought out. Um, it's it's tragic, man. It's it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. You know, I've always I talk about it, and I've always said it's a gladiator sport. And you know, on the pod and off, after the pod and everything, I told you we'll talk about it before, and I'll tell you, like I have no desire whatsoever to run into anybody like that. And, you know, I've told you before, like, I look at it now and I'm like, I can't believe I did it then. Um, I'm very fortunate. I saw that injury and I told my wife, I'm very fortunate to play the game the way I played it, at the size I played it, for as long as I played it, and not have something devastating happen like that. I'm very blessed. And, um yeah, it's 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 amazing that everyone has come together because sports is that melting pot to where you can have absolutely nothing in common with an individual. Nothing in common. You can be polar opposites in your everyday life, in every aspect, be it good or bad, and still root for the same colors and have the same love for the co- colors and have that unity in those colors that you wouldn't have on anything else. And that's what sports does. And I think that's a part of why um, everyone is so touched by this. Not to mention that um, for a brief moment, because it's gonna pass, we know it's gonna pass and everyone's gonna get back to normal and they're gonna forget about Hamlin. And uh, unfortunately, but for a brief moment, the helmet, I talk, I say this to you all the time, the helmet is glass. People actually see the human being in there. Mm. I, all the time I get asked, why do you refer to these guys by their numbers? That's so disrespectful. Why do you do this? And I try to explain to people, I refer to them by numbers because I'm critiquing the play. I'm critiquing the player not the human, not the man, not the person. And because people forget that that's a person doing a job. It's a dangerous job. And people saw that that's a person. Um, And that's why there's so much concern. And that part of it, I actually, I actually felt good about that. People like, okay, Okay, like, why are we playing this game? I started looking at some of the social media, like, what's going on? And and I know the guys in the studio, they were waiting, and they were waiting to see it. And I know the NFL was waiting because it's a business. And as much it, 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 as much as they didn't want to, they, they're sitting here thinking about how much money we got to give back to these sponsors. Um, how is that going to affect, you know, things moving forward? All the, they're, they're thinking about all of the, the business aspect of it. As opposed, you know, that's that's concern number one for those guys. But, you know, this guy's mom was at the game, man. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's scary for mom. My mom never watched my games live. Mm-hmm. She would wait for me to call her. She would literally wait for me to call her. She would videotape them, wait for me to call her so that she knew I was okay. And then she could watch the game. So that's, it's, it's. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous sport. Um, I hope this, I, you know what, I mean, you know, like, as you said, just prayer that he just continues to get better. Word is he's getting stronger. You hope that, um, and you think about this, this was a 24 year old 
world-class athlete. Yeah. 24-year-old world-class athlete in as good a shape as he'll probably ever be in. Um, and that it just lets you know the violence of the game. So, you know, I, I know, you know, we get on this and we get the tweets and and we get the comments about our about what's happening. And people sit there and they call these guys bums and they can't this and they can't that. And they're sorry. And I, you know, I've said it. The reason you feel that way and the reason you think you can do it and you refer to these guys in that manner is because they are so good at it that they make it look easy. (laughs) It's not. It's not. It's not. When you talk about the Jimmy being horrible and, you know, 10 can't this and trade stuff. And I'm like, guys, what they do out there is hard. And, and we see is dangerous. So, you know, hopefully some of this empathy lasts a little bit longer. I know you go cheer for your colors and you're going to boo when you don't like it. And that's a part of it is entertainment. But, but sometimes, like I say, critique the play. Critique the play. Yeah. I, you know, I, um, it's, it, it, it's, you, you mentioned that about your mom and, you know, my wife was here and we were watching the game together and, you know, she sort of picked up on it before I did. I mean, you see a guy go down and you kind of get like n- kind of numb to this stuff, right? Yeah. You just assume, you know, you know, the training staff is going to come out and, you know, and, and things will be okay. Then you start to notice that it's different. But the first thing she, she said was, oh my gosh, like I hope, I hope someone is there. Like, I hope he has some family there or something. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, I don't know. Cause it's a road game, right? This game was not in Buffalo. It was, it was in Cincinnati. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if his family yeah. is there or not. And once, once we hear that, then, you know, that kind of brought about, you know, some relief just to know that he had some support there because you, I mean, you, you need that, you, you need that. And, and I, I, you know, just dealing with my own, you know, personal struggles, anytime you go to the hospital or you receive any type, type of medical support, like you need, you need someone there who understands you and knows you and, and, and can speak to doctors or, or whatnot on your behalf um, and even advocate you at times if that's even called for. Um, and I, it's, it's, um, it, it was for I keep hearing this over and over like he was fortunate in the in in sense that it happened where it happened right on an NFL field and I did a story on it in some aspects yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a story on the father of a young man um high school football player 14 years old collapsed at the end of practice and because there was no AED on site yeah he didn't make it right like they had that they're available for handling, right? They had all the necessary things that they were needed to be able to help him in that situation. And so, um, you know, just just fortunate fortunate for that. But just seeing the look on those guys' faces, his teammates, um, you know, I remember watching a high school uh, coaching. I was actually coaching a, a basketball game, and um, you see, and one of the officials, one of the referees had a cardiac experience right there on the, it was during the free throw, right there on the baseline, just collapse. And that, that is a moment that is etched in my, every time I drive past that high school, I think back about that mm-hmm. right, that moment, you know, and, and all the things that we were sort of going through at that time. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I pray for Hamlin and his family, but not just that, uh, you know, his teammates, you know, the Bengals players, 
you know, all those yeah. impacted. Um, and T. H- T. Higgins as well. I mean, I just unjustly so many people trying to. That's um, the most ridiculous yeah, thing I, ever. It, and that's the most, that hurt. That, I, I mean, that, that hurt. I, I don't even know why someone would even put that out there for him to have to even remotely carry that or have to, you know, answer questions about that. Of course, he wasn't trying in any way. How, how could you possibly think that that's going to be an issue? And I mean, you know, and even and and for for someone to try to get into that and talk about it, this wasn't this wasn't some dirty play. It wasn't. I mean, it was football. It was a routine play. It was it was football. It was a tackle. It was a tackle that if he gets up from it, I say it all the time. One of the things I've always said about a safety is that you got to learn how to tackle on your back. You know, I would talk about that with yeah. the young safety, but you you got to learn how to tackle. Tim McDonald should tell me that all the time. If we we would watch him. And he was like, that that kid doesn't know how to tackle on his back. And I and I asked him about that. And it was like, you got to learn how to absorb the lick because it's just you and a guy one-on-one. You're not going to stone him. You can't miss the tackle. So you got to absorb the blow. And it looked like that's what he's doing. He came in high just to make the tackle, get the guy on the ground. He did. Yeah. And so see, something freakish yeah. happened. Yeah. You see that? You, know? you see that play? I, I've seen that play happen countless times. But not until Monday night did I know that, did I learn that, you know, something like this could happen as a result of a play like yeah. this, just in, in terms of the way the body is wired and the heart is wired and, and things of that nature. Well, and, can I tell you, we would talk about it all the time when I played, because, you know, I, I played in the era of the where that's how you hit people. You hit them with your face. You hit up high. And, and that was, and we used to always joke about it, about hitting the guy in the sternum and stopping his heart. I didn't know it was an actual thing either. Mm. I, I didn't. I didn't know that that you know it, it was. It was like one of those things that coaches would tell you to do, and say that's what you're trying to do. But I didn't. I didn't realize that that could be the effects of a football play. Yeah. And you know you and that's. I, I mean it's we can talk about this forever and it's 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 just one of those things that's just hard to believe and when you see it and you I wasn't even watching the game and you text me like are you seeing this and yeah. I was like let me cut this on I you know yeah and that's I mean just to pull back the curtain here a little bit um we don't talk during games uh we we don't talk during games we don't talk necessarily leading up to the pod just for I, I've kind of just taken that on you know personally just as just for the authenticity of this podcast, mm-hmm. right? I don't want anything mm-hmm. coming in here being rehearsed or whatnot. I, I I don't read. I try not to read your tweets or anything like that coming in, mm-hmm. just so that it, it it's authentic. But this night, <laughs> I picked up the phone and texted. Yeah. You. and like, people don't realize you, that. Yeah, it's rare that this? we do that. Yeah. yeah, it's rare that we talk about ball like like that. But yeah, and when you did it, I was like, "What the hell?" And then, you know, the whole like five minutes to get back out there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some broken bones and, you know, and compound fractures and all kinds of things happen, you know, bad, bad concussions. And that takes you a minute to, to walk off, you know, something like this, Yeah. It, you know, and, and I know that ball players, you got to compartmentalize and you got to get out there cause they're going to have to do it soon. And, um, because the league is not going to wait for them. Um, like I say, it's a gladiator sport. People, I say that, and um, 
uh, you know, a lot of people brush it off when I say it, but I'm saying it's a, it's a certain mindset. You got to be wired a certain way to play this game because it's dangerous and you know that and you put it out of your mind, but it's always there. The danger is always there on every single play. So I talk about that obligation, where how, how you are obligated to do your job because you owe it to that person because of the inherent risk that he's taking. You can't be out there sort of playing because of what could happen on any given play. You know, like this dude can potentially have given his life to make a play for you. You, you see my point? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, that's, that's how dangerous the game is. And you got you to do that. And you got you to gotta play it accordingly and, and understand that. But, um, you know, let me stop. Let me stop. Because I, I started. Yeah, I, and, and Troy Vincent yeah. uh, from the NFL, he sort of refuted that whole five-minute uh, notion um, since that time. Uh, but I, no, they I, had I to. They yeah, had I, to. I, I I, well, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry about this. But they had to. There's no way Joe Buck got on there and made that up himself. I'm sorry. People, people, I'm sorry. They're lying. There is no way Joe Buck made the decision to say that they are going to start in five minutes. He was told. He was told. You and I have both been announcers. We don't, we don't have the, we don't, you don't have the privilege of, of deciding that, okay, we're not going to commercial right now. I got something to say. They tell you when it's a break. They tell you when to play. There's a chain of communication that goes into absolutely, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and there are levels of communication. So he didn't just make that up. Now I've told you before, there is no sport more reactionary to the Twitterverse than the NFL. They listen. And what happened was they started to see, even on the set of ESPN, they were all sitting there straddling the fence. And I was like, what is going on? Because the first time Booger was saying something, I told my wife, I was like, why don't you just make a choice? Because you're like, I got to wait and see what they're going to say and all this stuff. And then eventually, after the Twitterverse says this game should be called, they started saying it. But no one was saying it at first. The NFL Network didn't even have any. While all this was going on, the NFL Network, was they were televising an old football game. They were televising a rerun of a football game as opposed to discussing what's matter, what was happening because it's the NFL network. <laughs> they were trying to figure out what they were going to do that the player wasn't the issue. They were taking up thinking about the business. So back to refuting that you didn't do that. You were thinking about playing or he would not have said it, whether you like Joe Buck or not. He doesn't get to make the TV rules. <laughs> he, he's got to play it by him just like the rest of us, right? That's that's um, it. All he all he's doing is announcing what the what they're putting in his ear. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's so my, don't say that. Thoughts, don't say that didn't happen. My thought, my thoughts exactly. Like it it had to come from somewhere, right? Like yeah. there's, there's no way Joe Buck just made that up, you know, with 20 plus years in the game, you know, the, yes. he's been able to do it, the levels he, he's been able to do it. Uh, I continue to lift up and ask God for the healing over uh, DeMar Hamlin as he continues to fight for his life. Yeah. Um, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, so now, how are they going to do it? Uh, you know, Wednesday is officially, you know, guys get back on the practice field, kind of the first day of, of your prep for, you know, a Sunday game, so to speak. And, and Kyle Shanahan saying it's tough, it's sad. 
you know, for a lot of his guys. Um, but he, to his knowledge, there's no player with a direct connection to DeMar Hamlin, um, which would add a whole nother level to yeah. it. But just being a part of that NFL fraternity, which you know so well, um, you know, everybody's affected by it. Kyle affected yeah. by it. Uh, but, you know, as he mentioned to the media in, in his first time talking with them in preparation for Arizona, um, you got to go to work. Players got to play. And the NFL has said they plan on having these week 18 games go uh, as scheduled beginning Saturday. And then, of course, on Sunday as well, which the Niners will take on uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And so uh, now these guys got to bounce back and they got to try to uh, they got to try to get to it. And, and, and they do so taking on an Arizona Cardinals team that uh, comes in a little bit banged up. Um, but. Niners obviously playing for something, playing for that mm-hmm. number one seed. Of course, they need a win and they need Philly to lose. Uh, but you can argue, uh, and 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 I'll you know I'll, I'll of course hear what you have to say about this. You can argue that Arizona has something to play for in in JJ Watt with this being his last game uh, in an NFL uniform. Um, how much could that be a rallying thing for? for them as they try to send him out on a high note or or guys already on vacation man there are so many uh moving vans packed the trucks <laughs> are loaded all these dudes are waiting to shower so they can zip up their personal bags and toss them in the back and keep it moving please jj man ain't thinking about jj they all know they're going home jj's going home they're going home all of them going on vacation right now what they're doing, cats right now are worried about their jobs. They're, they're, forget JJ. JJ is good, and he's retiring and walking off into the sunset and everything else he wants to do. There are some guys on that team that know this may be their last game um, because there there could possibly be a new coaching staff. All kind of things happen when you start losing like this. So that's what they're concerned with. So I, I mean, bottom bottom line. Uh, you rallying for JJ, they're gonna be trying to rally for themselves. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a new uh, GM too out there in Arizona. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, I haven't heard anything definitive about Debo, but um, you would think he may be able to get back out there this week. Uh, the window has been open for Elijah Mitchell to return. Whether we see him or not out there this week remains to be seen. But you're in in that situation where of course you want to hold on to that number two yeah, and of course try to get the number one, but you can't have one without the other, right? Meaning like without a win, um, unless Minnesota of course were to lose as well, which is, which is a possibility. Um, then you, you, you got to play this game, right? I mean, exactly. There's relevance to this game. So you play this game and you try to win this game because you, first of all, you want to keep yourself in the best position you can possibly be in. You play the game as hard as you can. If you lose the game, you lost the game. This team is built to go on the road anyway. Number two seed, you got to tell you, you have to expect to go on the road. I don't think they will, but you'll have to expect to go on the road. Um, But you play this game uh, because there is something to gain by doing so. If you had the number one seed sold up, if there was an opportunity for you to move up, if there wasn't an opportunity for you to lose the number two seed, then I think you could look at it differently. You know, there are a lot of clubs that say, oh, well, you don't want to lose a game going into the playoffs. Well, it, it's no, you, you never want to lose a game, but you also don't lose your confidence if you lose a game when you know all your people aren't playing and you know why guys aren't playing um, and you know the reason why you're resting. 
you know, you know, 94 Super Bowl, last game of the year, we were playing against the Minnesota Vikings that needed to win that game big time. Um, you know, to, you know, for their positioning, we already had the number one seed. Um, you know, we went into that game. Um, I think we were 13 and two going into that game. Well, not 13, because we ended up 13 and three. So we were what, 12 and two. Um, but how did, how did those numbers go? That's only 14 games. Look, we were, we were 13, what am I saying? 13 and two. Yeah. We were 13 and two. Yeah. 13 and two. Yeah. Um, and look, and, I can't get more intricate with the math than that. Even. And we, that's and well, you like. know what, dude, that's the hits in the head. I'm like, that's and, and, then, and then I'm thinking about, well, you know what got me? Don't hit me like, with no division or nothing like that. I, or no multiplication. I, but no, you know what got me? I was like, wait a minute. I said, I, when I was like 13 and two, and I was like, wait a minute, no, it's 17 games. It threw me off. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. started. I started thinking about. Wait a minute, that's not enough game. But anyway, we um, you know, so it it didn't it. We want, of course, we wanted to win. We always played to win, but nobody lost their mind when we didn't win the game, especially since the starters were out. <laughs> you know, it started the second half. They started taking starters out by the fourth quarter. There was there, you know, nobody was in the game. So with so that it's just one of those things how they look at it. But I think, yeah, they definitely have to play it. They definitely have to play it. They definitely have to um well let me okay, well, how about this? Mm-hmm. You the Eagles and the Niners play at the same time. Yeah. But you would have known already whether Minnesota won or not. So I I guess the question is how important is the one seed, right? If if Minnesota loses, for example. You locked up the two. Mm-hmm. Do you still? How do you approach it? Do you still? Of course, approach- you still have. You still have a chance to get the one. So you still go after it. Of course, you go after because if you win, you got a chance. You don't have a chance if you lose. So you go after. You have an op- you have an opportunity to have the number one seed, and if you get that, that means that to get to the Super Bowl, you got to come through the field of genes. Who wouldn't want that? You don't have to worry about going anywhere to play in weather. You don't have to worry about not sleeping in your own bed. You have your crowd. And, and you know, the field of jeans is becoming a, a pretty tough place. It's starting to develop its own history. You know, you got another playoff run in there. It's going to be tough for an opponent to come in there. Why would you not play for that? I think that'd be almost crazy to not play for that. So, of course, you want the number one seed. Um, and there's no way in hell, there's no way in hell they won't go to the Super Bowl if they get the number one seed. Interesting. Um, I don't disagree with that. It's, it is, it is interesting though, from a standpoint that, as you mentioned, if there is a team that's built for the playoffs and built to play anywhere, right? That would be the mm-hmm. Niners. Um, mm-hmm. So if you know you have the two locked up, I could I could see that for precautionary reasons. Just, you know, maybe you go out there, you play the first half and, and you know, second with, half. With an, op- with an opportunity to get number one, impossible. Impossible. Well, there, well, if you get the number one seed, that's also – the way they do it now, I mean, that, that's all. That's the only buy, too. That's the only buy. That's what I'm saying. You have an opportunity to rest this late in the season. You give Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo. You, you know, everybody gets extra time. Uh, Mitchell, everybody gets extra time. McCaffrey gets he gets all. Think about all the pounding he's taking 
that taking the last, you know, seven, eight weeks, he gets an opportunity to just let his body um, and some of the bruises mend. All of the, you start thinking about all of those things that, that, you know, Fred Warner and, and, and Armstead, everybody, you know, like th that's another week that Ken Lock, you know, like all of these type things you start looking at. That you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I I I, I, I hear you. Um, it'll be the Niners and the Cardinals at the Field of Dreams to wrap up the 2022 regular season. 1:25 p.m. local kickoff on Fox. Chris Myers, Robert Smith, speaking of the Vikings, uh, and Jennifer Ooh. Hale on the call. If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, now time, ED, for your keys. Keys coming up against the Cardinals here to wrap up this season. Number one on the line, we meant, we just talked about the importance of potentially being able to get that number one seed and hold on to number two as well. Well, I, I already mentioned part of it. Um, just don't get hit by the moving trucks. That's all. Just, just know that um, uh, they will be out there on the field. So this is last week. Uh, all the U-Hauls going to be out there. On the yeah, field. it's going to be U-Hauls everywhere. So avoid the U-Hauls. That, that's it. Make make certain you keep your head on a swivel because they will be running across the field. I'm telling you. I've been in this situation playing guys that have nothing to and no care in the world. That Their season has been over. The Cardinal season has been over since sometime in November. So, they, so trust me, there's no, there's no win one for the Gipper in them. That season has been over for a long time. Guys are just playing for their own jobs. That's that's what what happens in situations like that. I've been on teams that had bad seasons like that, and you get guys that are strictly playing for their jobs. The Niners just need to not do what they did last year. What did I, last week? The hardest thing to do in sports is to not play according to your competition. That's one of the hardest things for a good team. You, your standard is your standard. Your level of play has to be maintained, and you do not allow your opponent to dictate that. That has to come from within. We saw, I, I, you know you've heard me say that a thousand times. Last week, you saw it. You saw what happened. There's no way that team should have been able to play with them like that. They made it a struggle. Do not do that this week. There's no reason for you to look ahead Play the game that you are playing at the level that you have been playing. And this game against the Cardinals will be as easy as the last one. They don't have the talent to play with you. So don't even give them the chance to do it. You don't have to play perfect. You can make mistakes. You can, you can, you can have a penalty here and there. Doesn't matter. You're better. Play at your level. Play at your speed. You win the game. Those are ED's keys here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Niners hosting the Cardinals week 18, 2022 regular season finale, 1.25 p.m. on Fox. Uh, uncertain what Arizona's going to do at the quarterback position. It was David Blau last week. It looks like Colt McCoy may be back uh, for this week in the finale. Uh, so question mark there. Not really sure who's going to be the signal caller for the Cardinals. Um, but if it looks like it may be Colt, at least that's what they're leaning to. Uh, tours at this part of the week but of course uh by time the game starts you'll know what you have to do for that number two seed if you're the Niners and then you'll be playing at the same time as the Eagles uh for uh potentially that number one seed and so you you need the Eagles to lose and a win if you're going to be able to grab a top uh grab a hold of that one seed 
Um, as always, we'd like to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, give us uh, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Give us a like on YouTube as well. That's Believe in 49ers, B-L-E-A-V. Hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.